0: That, that's, you're breathing that shit, right? Uh, yeah, man, I, I should, let me show those images again. Hey, everybody, it's the pre-show. This is where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. And I wanted to show, I already showed David, but I wanted to show Taylor, and now I guess you guys. The new awesome diorama I got from Extreme Sets. Okay. This is all cardboard, right? See, with my action figures. See that, how they it's like an actual, like a street.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Looks like yeah. you got a pretty cool uh, action scene set up here. It looks like yeah. you got Scarlet and Snake Eyes versus uh, some Alice. asshole Cobra guys.
0: Those are the asshole Cobra guys. Those are the Alley Vipers. Mm. David was wondering why they have orange camouflage if they're trying to blend in. That was a fun
1: discussion. Okay, so now I understand. Under- yeah, that's That's where I came in. in. I understand everything now.
0: Yeah. The orange is meant to be seen. Because it's like, uh-oh. Here come the alley vipers! We better run. We yeah, better to go back home. Show, yeah, but,
1: of course. Yeah. That
2: would that would that would indicate that Cobra would have control of a city, though. And-
0: oh yeah, that's happened.
2: Oh hey, Andy. Yo, our Kikri, uh, uh Group
0: mod. Yeah, hanging out. He's gonna start streaming over there again soon, I think. Uh, anyways, the pre-show where we talk about what we're gonna do in the show. Segment one. I'm sure we'll talk about Thor. I, mean, I don't have anything else to talk about. Everything's over, it seems. Everything has
2: wrapped.
1: Yeah, um, hey, uh, D- David, did you see Thor?
2: Yes, I have seen Thor. Okay,
1: so we can talk about that, and Gomer yeah, can just sit Thor. there and look pretty. I it, watched I it, I watched Thor. Oh, okay, oh, well, I am surprised. It,
0: it fell off a truck in front of my house, and he was like, oh, hey, man, watch, never mind. Um, amazing, amazing how that
1: works out, yeah.
0: Union, we'll talk about-
2: Union rules, I can't pick it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk
0: about Oni Press, more news out of Oni, uh, a new... Uh, Irredeemable book on the way.
1: Yeah, uh, Mark Wade. Mark Wade is still evil, apparently.
0: Oh, it's awesome. Uh, Judgment Day hype.
1: Mark you. Wade
2: needs money.
0: Yeah, Mark Wade needs cash.
1: Man, Mark <laughs> Wade can like get a book whenever the fuck he wants. He doesn't it's have true. to do this specifically in order to get it really money.
0: Really is true. It really is true. Uh, Judgment Day hype. We have got the full checklist. Uh, Eagle Moss, and then Miss Marvel. We can skip Eagle Moss if y'all want. But I don't even know what you're, you're talking about. True. Eagle uh, Moss, Eagle is, Moss those... is a toy company. They're going into bankruptcy. Really? They're going into angle. bankruptcy? Yeah, they, the they British have like, the Star Trek. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, the British version of bankruptcy. It's called administration. Cheerio. Uh, Marvel. <laughs> Isn't that we'll like what the whole
2: British government's doing right now?
0: We'll talk about Ms. Marvel and how Disney doesn't understand how police work, obviously. That um, felt like it was from the 80s the end of that anyway we'll talk about it food news the worst dumbest thing ever in moment of destruction yes it's not a comic uh and then top three top three because we missed a week or so If you guys wanted to mention some other books batman 125 was solid. i'll keep them in the honorable mentions yeah. yeah i don't have any but there were some good ones so that's it you guys want to add anything else to the agenda now
1: sounds pretty good
0: oh my god i know it's so much so much. Sounds like a packed show. It sounds like a packed show. Let's do it. Packing that show. Pack it
1: chock mm-hmm. full.
2: Packing it up a mountain.
1: <laughs> That's sure you don't think now. anybody will
0: watch that garbage. Some people will watch anything, Scarlet.
1: Did you have that one queued up because of your GI Joe action figures? Yes.
0: Man, that came today. That diorama actually came in the mail like an hour and a half ago. On a Sunday, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Ah. Greetings, <laughs> another episode of this Geek in Comics Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk
2: show. Shit talk show! I'm
0: Gomer, aka David Taylor, how's it going, gentlemen?
2: Good good I'm hey, ben.
0: Well. hey ben ben in the facebook chat thanks thanks for stopping by we appreciate it uh yeah i'm doing okay didn't do much i mean i was off i got sick i had the covid I was supposed he to had. have a big i don't even want to talk about that I was supposed to have a big thing got canceled had a shitty week
2: you were supposed just to go to shitty, atlanta shitty just a shitty shitty week you were supposed um, to go to atlanta and that all yeah. got canceled on you well, let's talk
0: about something that was fun quote-unquote fun because, uh, yeah, it was fun, for it sure. It was fun, yeah. But a lot of people are turned off, I think, um, at the continued direction of this character, and I can understand why. I get it. This was a slapstick I mean, comedy action movie. It pulled that off, for sure, without a single flaw. Slapstick comedy action. But this is, re- is this really where we want Thor to be? Is well,
1: it, I guess that's a conversation it, worth having. Um I think that it's not necessarily like this movie's generating that it's much as like the people who are the big fans of the direction it's going in what are they going to say like I'm so glad it was what I already was praising with Ragnarok yeah. and then like now the there's like an opening for all the people who don't like the direction with Thor kind of being you know waka waka you know goofy times you know yeah. they have a they have more of a microphone than they did before
2: well this and is this okay. is Thor without responsibilities
0: uh, no, he he took on all the responsibilities. He took on all the here. responsibilities, they didn't but let very him take on all the responsibilities.
2: He's not running a kingdom, you know. This is Thor being just Thor. I mean, well this is yeah. a safe way to explore like cosmic Marvel too. This gives us yeah. like another avenue of exploring that.
1: Well we started this off on a kind of a negative note, but I did like the movie. Um I
2: liked it. I had I liked a great it. time. I watching very much the movie. enjoyed it.
1: There's a lot that I think that uh, Taika Waititi, the director, did. He It feels like he took notes on some things, because like he right. did let serious moments be serious moments this time. It wasn't all just like, you know, oh, Asgard got destroyed, but we're still joking, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually liked that for Ragnarok. It was like a tragedy dressed up as a comedy. You know, it, well, that worked for me. This was not that. This was not that. This was... I mean, gore tragic as fuck. And I mean, I could tell they telegraphed it from the very first scene. Oh, yeah. Love's going to save the day here. That's This is pretty easy. Love's going to save the day. Uh, the Eternity thing was a little bit out of left field. He's like, oh, Well, okay. that ties in with something that,
1: like, while we're on, like, negative mode here, this was an adaptation of what is perhaps the greatest Thor story of all time, no. and it never could have lived up to that. No, um, never. Replacing the God Bomb with Eternity is an understandable move. I mean, that's a lot of plot you're having to put into the movie that they probably just could not have done.
0: As cool as the God Bomb
1: is. As cool as the God Bomb is, like... This is doing a lot more lifting for the MCU, too, because it's also introducing the concept of Eternity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, we need another in- galactic fucking cosmic thing, you know what I mean, to not be able to wrap our heads completely around. Um, celestials have been in, like, three movies, and we still have really don't know what the fuck w- their deal is. Yeah, yeah. and We're it was putting also
1: terms. putting We're in – um, movie too. The uh, Mighty Thor run by Jason Aaron as well. So that's also, you know, some really great Thor stuff. So this movie could not have lived up to the comics. And that is usually true, but it hits more for me personally this time because that's such a beloved run for me, you know. No,
0: I agree with you 100%. Of everything that they've... See, it's hard to say, because even when they, like, adapt Civil War, it's not really Civil War. No. You know, they grabbed more
1: from It's the only Civil vaguely War. associated. With, and honestly, it's I prefer that, because, it like, yes. th- it, it, it's so different that I don't find myself comparing it to the comic, which, honestly, I like the movie probably better than the comic event from 15 years ago, however long it was. For sure, but.
0: for sure. But this, like you're saying... They picked like cream of the crop Thor stories, arguably top five. I mean, I don't even know if there is an argument for a couple of the top five. Fucking.
1: Oh yeah, I don't think you'd find many people who would say out of the top five. There's God in particular is a strong contender for the best one ever.
0: Yeah, and it, you're right. There was no way it was going to live up to the hype, but it was definitely a YTT
2: movie. Yeah,
1: it was the one. Um, Christian Bale did really good as oh, Gore. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you could tell that he was having fun just kind of being a bombastic character while also getting in some serious moments. You know, he, yeah. there was a lot for him to work with as an actor, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, James Mighty Thor, Andy in the chat was one of the best stories in a while. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. yeah. Very touchy story. I'm glad they were able to get that all up in here. But it was kind of unnecessary. They're at the... At the end, they're at basically at the same place they were at the beginning. Well, I will...
1: Paying. Okay, so now I'm going back into praise mode here. I yeah. do think that they did a very good job kind of giving Thor a good character arc here, right? Like, at the beginning of the movie, um, both the people I went to go see it with was like, man, Thor was kind of being uh, a real uh, bimbo at the beginning of the movie. And that does make sense, though, because, like, this is a Thor who has just, like, closed himself off because of all, like, the, you know, pain and loss he's gone through. So he's just going around just dunking on a bunch of weak-ass aliens, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, that is his character arc in the movie is learning to open himself up again you know, so that he's not just, like, regressing back to what he was literally doing as a child, you know? Right,
0: right. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I I've
1: seen it, it a second time, and I did appreciate that a lot better on a second viewing. Cool, cool. Uh, but overall... Yeah, overall, I, yeah, overall I, I had a lot of fun with it, but it's probably in the same camp as Ragnarok was. I liked it, but didn't love it.
0: Yeah, me too. I had a good time, but it doesn't feel... I mean... Honestly, if we're looking at the MCU franchise as a whole from the time Endgame ended, the movies we've gotten have not been very well done in terms of doing something that keeps me involved in the franchise. You know what I mean? Like We haven't had our like
1: showstopper since then. Yeah,
0: dude, sure. we haven't had like we knew eventually everything was going to lead to Endgame.
1: That's not, that, like, that's not to say that like That's not to say that Thor or Shang-Chi more. weren't like good. They were very good exactly. movies. I exactly but
0: I like Eternals. I, Eter- Etern- I like Eternals
1: cool. a lot, yeah. Eternals oh, cool. Eternals gets a bad rap from a lot of people, but it was trying something new and they did a very good job, I think.
0: Yeah. And I mean and then we're taking all the T V stuff. We're gonna talk about that later with Miss Marvel, but
1: The T V has outshone the movies to a large degree since Endgame. I do definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah. I mean really there's some stuff in Multiverse of Madness that definitely leans hard into the rest of the universe. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, a, bit, a little bit less so. But if you're looking at Spider-Man,
1: speaking of Spider-Man, that's probably still my favorite MCU movie post in game.
0: Oh yeah, it's probably impossible to argue against it, dude. It was a whole lot of yeah. fun. I mean, it leaned way hard into the yeah, nostalgia they did of itself. Kind of.
1: Yeah, it was. It was the best fan service I've ever seen. That. You know. Yeah.
0: So that's cool. We'll, we'll talk about Miss Marvel here in a little bit, but let's do the, the news. Well, they-
2: what? Sorry. Did you- Sorry, I
1: just real okay. quick. David, David hadn't really gotten a chance to talk much about it. What's, you want
2: want to talk about what's your overall
1: impression of the movie anyone? there, Dave?
2: I thought it was really... I, I really enjoyed awesome. it. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Fuck
1: you, Gomer. Let him talk for a minute. <laughs> Asshole.
2: I, de- I definitely enjoyed it. You know, I I've, I hadn't read the, the whole God <laughs> Bomb stuff and everything. I, oh, you definitely I, should I w- change that. I I... I was a pretty big follower of the Mighty Thor line, so I was really yeah. tickled with that, uh, seeing that on film. It's a shame that we won't be getting more of that spoilers. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily I mean, Hold yeah. on,
1: spoiler here. The post credit scene set, honestly set up uh, Thor versus Hercules and also probably some Valhalla shit in the next movie. Oh Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I saw one reviewer pointing out that, like, why introduce this as, like, a set piece if you're not going to use it later. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So maybe we will see Mighty Thor return, but definitely fix not having read God Bomb. You should definitely go back and read that.
0: And but with I, the I, multiverse I, wide open, they could do fucking anything, dude. But Anything.
2: I do. I do you like know? this movie because there's visually, it's a very, you know, later on in the movie, it's very, it's very eye candy, stunning. And I liked like it when it changed from
0: not being eye candy and stunning at the end. That was kind of like I think part of what. Well, that's another good.
1: That's another good point to in this movie's favors. There are a lot of really cool visual set pieces and like sequences. Like the whole black and white fight, that was oh, probably amazing. the coolest part of the movie for me. Um, I really, an that's omnipotent good. city looked really rad. They did a good job selling like, man, this thing is like so over the top and bombastic. Oh, and I guess that's something else we haven't talked about yet. That one thing they definitely did get from the God Butcher God Bomb story arc is that Gore has a fucking point. Yeah. You know, that's what makes Gore such an interesting character and I th- I think they did a good job getting that across here, that like
0: oh, yeah. Those part of Thor's
1: fight terrible. isn't just he's not just fighting Gore, he's also all having to reconcile with the very good points he is making about gods in the MCU.
0: Yeah, and the gods themselves show themselves to be despicably yeah. terrible individuals. Yeah, or
1: Jade and Valkyrie are the only gods we see in this movie who are not just completely irredeemable pieces of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Anyway, yep, yeah, it was a good movie. We'll talk more about this in a bit now. More problems over at Oni Press. Uh last week, week before, whenever we did this last, uh, they had some problems with some people leaving and then there was some noise about them not being, you know, At able Comic-Con. to pay some folks. Uh so they canceled San Diego Comic-Con 22 booths. Okay. It's been filled by uh the Good Smile Company. But now they've laid off four senior staff members and then they released this. On Twitter, the thing about this is they fired their PR person, so we have no idea who even wrote this, which is kind of weird. Uh, and then people just started tweeting, man, that they've got books coming out, and they've been emailing Oni, and I'm not sure if they're going to do my book now. And a lot of rumors flying around that they're oh, yeah. just going to be doing uh, IP stuff, you know, no new creator-owned shit at all. Uh, there's news that Lion Forge is trying to sell Oni. You know, that the deal has not worked out. So, I don't know, dude. Uh, And then this is my favorite part. Former associate editor at ONI, who is now a literary agent with the BET Agency. Her name is Desiree Wilson. Uh, She specializes in making graphic novel deals. She tweeted, I have it on a pretty good authority that Oni is dropping all their creator-owned stuff next and keeping IP only. I'm serious, creators. Protect yourself. And if you need help figuring out how to get outstanding payments, ensuring you get your rights back, blah, 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 you know, kind of call me. Some people called her out. I was like, wow, this seems more like a commercial for you than it does for actually trying to help people. But, man, the drama is deep over there at Oni Press. Jay Farber got a book coming out over there. Jim Zub got a book coming out over there. All this shit was supposed to be announced this week in San Diego. Now they don't have a booth. It's kind of weird. It doesn't make any sense to anybody and this is the kind of shit Oni is putting out. It doesn't really jive with, you know, the things that are actually happening, what they're saying and what Yeah, I mean, usually when there's at. this
1: much of a rumor mill, there's something there, you know, yeah.
2: there's going on. if there's smoke, there's fire. And obviously yep. the house of Lionforge is burning. Uh, I mean, I don't
0: want to go there, but there's definitely something going on. I mean, if right, let's say that they are going to get bought out. It's very possible that the potential buyers are saying, well, you guys got to clean house a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a,
1: that's a typical phase one of that process, but yeah. But
0: why a week or two weeks before San Diego Comic-Con when you have books being released by big names in the industry? James I didn't or, say it was a good idea. Oh, yeah, you're and right. makes yeah. sense, like you're saying. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, yeah so, I mean.
0: I mean, they got some good good creators over here. Yeah. Um, Jim Zub did say that he got in touch with uh, Oni, and he's been told that his current Oni project is secure, though it obviously won't be announced at the San Diego Comic-Con panel as he originally planned. Uh, So, yeah, that just seems really weird to me. We'll have more on Oni as the news breaks, but, yeah, Andy, it's a fire sale. It it really does kind of feel like there's something major. That's
1: definitely how it's coming across. And, of course, the press releases are going to be like this – you know, lawyered up statement like that, but
0: especially if they're looking to sell, you know, they're going to do everything to protect the brand
1: in the modern age where it's so easy for people just to, you know, get this out there if they want to, you know, yeah, they're not going to be able to completely keep this in house. And it looks like they are not in fact doing so. Yeah.
0: It's weird. Uh, I'm sure there are NDAs involved cause we haven't really heard from any of the people who were let go. So. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but man, it'd be great to know. I'm sure we'll know soon, and we'll have more on it when it happens next. Irredeemable. Mark Wade is still evil. Uh, a new series from yes, Mark Wade and Peter Krause, the original creators of Irredeemable. Yeah,
1: this was legitimately one of the better fake Superman stories, and yeah,
0: constructions.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is intriguing. It, I mean, I've seen people point out that like it worked really well because Mark Wade actually knows how superman works and has written very good superman stories so it does make sense that he'd be able to kind of needle at superman a lot better than most people could
0: uh no 100 percent. it's been done to death okay like dr manhattan oh i am over evil
1: superman at this point (laughs) there's like a billion out there but
0: home fucking lander i i can't oh i'm so done with homelander uh, and not even as a character, the actor is great, the, sh- the boys is cool, but people not understanding that Homelander is the bad guy, or he's the bad guy. Yeah, between
1: Homelander, Brightburn, uh, Omni Man, all these other characters, we are, we are really at bad Superman capacity right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, the complete irredeemable deluxe edition is on Kickstarter right now. It's already met its goals, but you're still, you can still back it. Um, that is the whole saga, dude. Irredeemable, incorruptible, and insufferable, which sounds like my entire marriage. Ouch! No. <laughs> all three stages of my marriage, uh, just my part in it. Uh, but yeah, I'm anxious to see what this is going to be. What is it going to be? It's going to be uh, indecipherable, or
1: well, I mean, that is something that's worth mentioning. Is from what I remember, they had a pretty conclusive ending. So, exactly. like, what story are they telling at this point? Yeah.
0: Uh, it's not. It's not set back in the day. It is a catch up on what the irredeemable universe is all these years later. This is a quote from Mark Wave. All that said, uh, I'm sure there's a place for Plutonian if that story becomes. It's because it's his history, um, but it is an outgrowth of what you saw before. Pete and I are 10 years older and 10 years hopefully better at our jobs. So hopefully it will continue to entertain. So well, that
1: being said, yeah, Mark Wade is a writer you can trust most of the time. Yeah. So, I'm sure this will be pretty solid, but I also don't know if this is a story that needs telling. Irredeemable was good, but I, I, I don't know that there's anything to revisit here.
0: Well, Mark Wade obviously thinks there is. I'll agree or disagree with him accordingly because I'm definitely reading this. He I'm
1: definitely definitely it. He definitely gets the benefit is. of the doubt, for sure. Oh,
0: for sure, dude. Yeah, he's earned that. So, uh... Yeah, I'm anxious to see what he brings, and this is probably going to be Boom's biggest book of the year next year, so – because they don't have Berserker anymore. It's done. It's almost done. So, yeah, I think we'll have more on that at San Diego Comic-Con, most likely.
1: Seems likely. I mean, we are uh, – we'll be able to talk about that uh, next week, now, right? Yeah,
0: next week's. it's all going to be Comic-Con coverage. I cannot fucking wait. It's awesome, so – uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this later in the comic reviews, I'm sure. Somebody's got that on their list.
1: I haven't gotten around to reading it yet.
0: Oh, well, it's on my honorable mentions. We'll we'll mention it. Uh, but yeah, the full checklist for Judgment Day without the E, Avengers versus X-Men versus Eternals, is out. I, th- this is the same as this. It's just close up, just so everyone knows. I got the list on the screen. July, Eve of Judgment, which has already come out. Judgment Day, number one, which we will get next week. So there's your July. And then, oh, my God, Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, Judgment Day 2, Death of to the Mutants, number one, which sounds so cool. I don't, I don't care. It's just the title of that book. Death to the Mutants. You know, so fucking cool. Uh, and then X-Force, X-Men, Judgment Day 3, Wolverine, X-Force, and X-Men. Okay, what is missing here? This is an Avengers X-Men Eternals event. All I see is X-Men books.
1: Yeah, the uh, X-Men are dominating. We see Spider-Man thrown in there uh, in the Fantastic Four. There is Enter- Avengers number 60, so there is an Avengers title there. But, yeah, this, well, I guess that was kind of unavoidable because there's just so damn many X-Books out right now. And if they're there's all tying Avengers in with this. Books right now. Yeah, well, not, <laughs> saying There I are the- way more X-Men books than there are Avengers yeah, books. Yeah, there are, but oh, there there's are a lot a of fucking lot Avengers of books. books.
0: That's a lot of Avengers books. Uh, so, yeah, it's basically going into all these. There are going to be Axe Avengers number one, in addition to, like, Avengers number 60.
1: That's one of those ones where, like, I'm going to have to see who's writing it. If it's somebody who's writing the main series or, you know, writing the uh, the event series. Yeah. I'll probably pick it up. But if it's not, that seems pretty skippable And you're already
0: picking up Avengers. So well, that's the... Yeah, I was
1: about to mention, a lot of these books I was going to get anyway. You know, yeah. Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, Avengers, Fantastic Four. These are all books that I was already going to be getting. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely am going to be picking them up here.
0: And then we get into the October list, where, like, we didn't have enough. There oh, are a wow. couple of reviews here that we are definitely going to talk about. But uh, into October, that'll be... Uh, up to issue what five of this event, six of this event. Uh, but there's a X Men number one, just a single one shot tie in to the main story, even though there's eight different X Men books tying in with this series. Uh, Andy, X Men Red is uh, is my read list. Yeah, I love X Men Red. All the X books are, are solid, dude. All of them are solid.
1: That but, is like a particularly good one, though.
0: Yo, for sure, for sure. Uh, but then we are getting an Iron Fist number one.
1: What the today. fuck does he have to do with any of this? I have no I, I don't
0: know what I mean,
1: Star Fox is. Star Fox is an Eternal, at least. I don't, get Star, I don't get Iron Fist's involvement here in the least, you know? And
0: it's that new Iron Fist, right? The one that... I,
1: I assume before. so, but I don't know for sure. I know that Danny Rand is not currently the Iron Fist, and I assume that's not going to change before October.
0: Yeah. So this is a lot of X-Men books. This feels like it is a big X-Men event. Not really. Dude, Eternals, the main Eternal series, doesn't have a single issue in this list.
2: I had noticed that. I, was like I for mean,
0: is Eternals Kieran like... Gillen just stopping it and just doing well, the event
1: book? That seems like it's probably the case, actually, that that's basically weird. the event is the next few issues of Eternals.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. I'm okay that's with fine. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, it does have Star Fox on here, and we do have some information about Star Fox uh, Eros debuting in the Eternals, you know, movie. So, you know, he's going to be a big deal in the MCU. Yeah. It just does
1: have a little bit of corporate synergy attached it does, to it.
0: It does everything in comics nowadays. that really kind of feels that's like true, that's true, but a little taste of that. Um, so get this that, uh, written.
1: They kind of make him look more like Harry Styles than he did before. If very I remember correctly,
0: very stylish. Yeah. Uh, written by Kieran Gillen, illustrated by Danielle, uh, Dan Nicola, uh, Cover art here by Nicola, uh, Kevin Wada, and Chrissy Zulo gets a cover. Love this cover here. That is just weird and dumb and stupid. Hey, everybody,
2: if you like furries.
1: I mean, that's one of those jokes that writes itself, but yeah, that's pretty goofy. I
0: love it. So yeah, there's your whole list. Uh, I'm in for probably 80% of this shit just because I'm already reading it.
1: But well, yeah, like, if I wasn't going to pick up the event before, I kind of have no choice now because this is tying into so much of my existing read list.
0: Let's talk about that. that is Isn't that part of, of the point? It, aren't they trying to sell this event by making sure it ties into books that most of their readership is already reading? Well. That seems like the anti-event. It seems like an <sighs> anti-event. I guess, I see what you
1: mean, yeah. Like... <sighs>
0: I sell feel... me those other books. Don't sell me six or six months worth of books. I don't know. I don't know, dude.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's definitely two ways to do the event. There's the like have it be more standalone, which I guess this doesn't seem like it's really doing. This is more like you know feeding in from a lot of existing storylines more so than anything else. But
0: yeah, I mean, and they have been building up to it. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but there is a, a major Mister Sinister reveal in that Eternals book that you didn't read.
1: Oh, shit. I didn't realize that.
0: No, Mr. Sinister is the coolest thing happening at Marvel Comics right now.
1: I read a lot of books that had a lot to say about Mr. Sinister this week. He's the
0: biggest thing going right now, man. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. We will be reading the hell out of that event uh, starting next week. I'm reading the hell out of it. I can't wait. All right, big quick uh, thing on Eagle Moss. They are going Chapter 11 bankruptcy, basically, right? Now, they have, like, a Star Trek ships of the line. It's amazing. They got these little metal, like, pewter-looking comic book characters, you know? They're like mainstays in comic book shops. You always see this Eagle Moss shit laying around. Mm -hmm. So it's talking like they're going out of business. Like, their shit is not going to be available anymore. The biggest angle here to me, and this is why I wanted to mention this, they have this subscription service where – It's basically you build a model, like you build a model of Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters, or you build Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds. And the way they do it is they'll send you like three or four pieces every month. So if you're halfway through your subscription, you got half a fucking Ecto-1 sitting in your house and Eagle Moss is about to go out
2: of business. Well, that's great, that make, yeah. that's great if you want to
1: make... That is unfortunate.
2: That's great if you want to make Ghostbusters Afterlife diorama. <laughs> yeah, with they all busted up. Let's
0: do that silver, that silver silver
1: lining, one? Dave.
0: Yeah, Dave. They also got a DeLorean time machine that's like that. Uh, hey, there you go. It gets hit by
2: the awesome. rover, the train. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, Dave is like laying out these brilliant ways you guys can pivot this into um, making some pretty cool set pieces win. here. Into a
0: win. So, yeah. Hopefully, the best for Eagle Moss. I love them. I think they're great. I don't think they put out anything bad. So I know you. You collect.
2: You're pretty regularly collecting those, right?
0: Those Star Trek ships. Yeah. If I find Trek one ones. I like, if I find one that means something to me, then I get it. I don't get them all. Just the ones that you know are like my favorites.
2: Sings a yeah. song to you. Sing a song.
0: Uh, all right, Miss Marvel. Final two chapters. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about it overall. Uh, this was a fine show. It was. Yeah. Fun written for me but i still really enjoyed it yeah that's
1: a good way of framing this that this was a show that definitely had a younger audience in mind primarily but it did do a good job making it enjoyable for all audiences i i I think disney
0: is really good at that dude yeah that's their bread and butter um but yeah um i really enjoyed coming
2: back to it
1: yeah, I mean, I enjoy the show uh, beginning to end. Um, it's probably one of my mid-tier uh, Disney Plus shows. But that being said, I don't think they've done a particularly bad one yet. so exactly. you know, they, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I was going After the fifth episode, I was kind of like, didn't they just beat the final boss? What's the last episode going to be? But then they do the whole thing with the uh, standoff with the uh, damage control agents. Yeah, in the, and her you know, cool.
0: coming out. I thought that was one of the most important parts of the whole show when she came out to her whole family and they were like, no, we accept you for who you are. You're awesome. Yeah, that was really
1: cool. Was and, that the very and then it helped her. Yeah. They helped her fight the police. That was one of the greatest strengths of the show overall was that the it family, did... Yeah. Yeah, it really sold the, you know, affection between the family. It also it did a great job putting her as part of a community, both yeah. like the Muslim community within Jersey City and also just Jersey City as a whole. That was one of the greatest strengths of the show overall, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that really makes the show stand on its own. But also leaning into the whole Marvel's idea and, of course, the post credit scene where Captain Marvel shows up. The movie. So yeah, I guess Marvel. their bangle is
1: also a nega band. I'm not sure what the angle they're playing there is. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure either. I I'm sure they'll get into that in the movie did because you, there's another big spoiler that, that we'll little, mention in a that minute. one little thing. Yeah, we're gonna mention that in a minute, but okay. I wanted to bring it back to the Marvels, you know, because that's where we're gonna see uh, Kamala next. Um The Captain Marvel movie is all about family. You know what I mean? It's about yeah. Family. It's gonna have a who your real family it's
1: is gonna have monica rambo and uh yeah. carol and all and yeah that they are definitely going for like the the ties that bind them you know yeah
0: uh but i think david was alluding to it the big uh mutant, mutant. reveal here yeah uh that yeah miss marvel I, is a mutant they I,
1: specifically said mutations that's definitely what they played
2: but they played the song made it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's... Okay, so this is where mutants are finally coming in. Like, we... This was, like, the last place I was expecting him to do it. Because we've been talking, like, over and over again, like, is this where mutants are coming in? Like, is this where they'll introduce mutants? This was not on my radar for being the place where they finally pulled that trigger.
0: Yeah, Andy agrees. Miss Marvel's Solid A show. Uh, I'm okay with them doing that. With them, you know, making her a mutant. And let me tell you, I wasn't at first. When I'm watching the episode, I wasn't at first. He said, you've got some sort of thing in your genes. And it immediately hit me. I was like, uh-oh. And then he's like, you've got a mutation. I, and then I heard, and I was like, immediately like, oh. And then she's like, oh, well, it's just another label. And immediately. That was a great me, way to handle it. An exactly. Immediately, I was like, nope, I'm good with this. Holy shit. Miss Marvel just killed the entire idea of what mutants are supposed to be in in comics. And if they keep that same energy moving forward, yeah, I'm one hundred percent down with, with what who gives a fuck? Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Inhumans are lame anyway. Okay, they In- are they're lame. I saw a uh, meme lame. somebody
1: shared where like it's the it's a draft and like Professor X is <laughs> yeah. like the mutants have drafted Kamala Khan. Yeah.
0: That's actually stolen from a Chappelle show skit. Yeah, like,
1: I'm pretty Inhumans? sure that's what it was. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the only problem I had with the show at all was the cops not acting like cops at the end. It well, was more like an 80s skit. I'm sorry. Cops are going to blast y'all. You guys would have been dead. Honestly. No bullshit. That was really weird. It but was I definitely, really weird. To so see. I
1: mentioned a second ago, like, I was surprised that they had, like, beaten the clandestines in episode five. Like, where are they going to go from this? This show this whole time has been giving us, like, you know... Here are Muslim people. Here is Muslim culture. Here is Muslim community. And so, from that angle, it absolutely makes sense that their final boss is shadowy government agencies that right. mistrust them,
0: they, they the
1: institutions co- that make them others. You know, yeah,
0: all the cops come into the mosque and they all just whip out their IDs and then like I see your IDs and they're all holding like it's yeah, not our first rodeo. Out. You know, yeah. The but we real... have excellent cookies. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: so that really, really makes sense that that's how they made the final confrontation. Yeah. I think that's really clever on their part. No,
0: I think so, too. I just don't think that the police would have been that nice. That's it's
1: a kid show. Right that's how we started, and that's how we kind yeah. to remind exactly. ourselves, right? This exactly. is a show for kids. Yep, yeah. 100%. Honestly, it was probably pretty daring of them already to make the cops so, like, explicitly the bad guys here.
0: Oh, oh, without a doubt, so dude. So, they could
1: not have gotten away with going further than that.
0: I mean... But it's hard not to, for the audience not to fucking just go there. It, it's impossible unless you're living under a fucking rock, you know. It felt like an '80s movie at the end, but still, I loved it. I thought it was really cool and exciting. We did finally get him bigging
1: at the end, which you know that's yeah. one of those crowd pleasing moments.
0: Yeah. Well, if you know, you know. Yeah. If you if you're in the know, then you know. So yeah, I'm hoping to see more Miss Marvel. I know we're going to in that movie. She's got me uh, in the movie. I would love
1: another season of this show
0: I would too because we're not going to get enough of her family in the movie and that yeah. was one of the really driving points of the movie one of the things that I help, I think helped drive the whole thing was her family legacy. How much she tried to live in that world, you know, where she still wanted to be a good dog. hundred percent agree.
1: Like yeah. you can't do a season two of WandaVision. I am perfectly fine with Falcon and Winter Soldier just being in the movies now. But this yeah. this really could use another season. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh Dave, any final thoughts on Miss
2: Marvel?
1: Dude, I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Mmm. Yummy.
0: Oh, sorry. All right, this one's a completely useless one this week for the food news. Um, Yeah, lay your eyes on the spoon fries. Um, Oh, okay?
1: No, (laughs) not okay. That's more like a what am I looking at okay, I think. Uh,
0: Have you ever been, and this is directly from Heinz's website, somebody actually got paid a lot of money to write this. Just be aware. Have you ever been frustrated? Get it? Freshman. Oh, my God. Uh, somebody got paid to write that shit, or they're fired now, one or the other. I hope alone. they got Thank- fired. Yeah, I hope they got fired, too. Thankfully, the rent, I, and we shouldn't say that. That's mean. He's a worker just like us. You know.
1: I mean, they were given a that. silly concept. You know, It's not their fault. There's nowhere to go with it.
0: Yeah, there's no, exactly. He did the best with what he had. Uh, the remedy is not being able to achieve a decent dollop of sauce on your fries. Man,
1: beer. what knuckle dragging imbeciles were struggling to get an adequate amount of ketchup on their goddamn fries? Do Who it is had,
0: it? it has... oh, the Oscar Mayer beers. No, we're not. Uh, that
1: oh, that's not a gross that idea.
2: But yeah, I'm just thinking are... of baloney
1: flavored beer now, and that's yeah. awful. But These anyway, are, sorry.
2: <laughs> they These just took limited. the water that they used to boil the hot dogs and made
0: it <laughs> <with> beer. <laughs> that dude, stop! I'm gonna be sick. Uh, so this is a Heinz French fry that is shaped like a spoon.
1: Okay, so the person who needed a spoon shape to get the ketchup on. Does that mean that they're just completely helpless once they've bitten off the end? I mean, they. Yeah, they're done. They just throw the rest the of whole, it away. Yeah, the whole premise here is that they just cannot manage to get the ketchup on otherwise. So the whole back half of the fry there is going to have to go ketchup less.
2: That's why they sold it in a set of
0: seven. Yeah, seven. That's all I need is seven little French fries.
1: Yeah, that's also stupid.
0: <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing we've had on the podcast, or on the show. This I mean,
1: it's not revolting point. like some of the stuff, but this is incredibly stupid, yes. Yeah,
0: we is don't need rid- this. This is ridiculous. No one needs this. This is, no this is peak this. capitalism. This is, yeah, peak capitalism. Uh, so, yeah, this is the dumbest thing we've had on the show so far. So let's move on to our next segment. Because I think I'm going to top it.
2: Hasbro. I'm gonna top the fries.
0: I'm gonna top that the dumbness of that fry. Hasbro has a new thing called the selfie series. Have you ever wanted to play with yourself? Go now her. you can. Now you can. <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking shit I have ever seen in my life. Didn't okay, they what do they will this do? This was like Star Wars. Shut up, man! They've done it with Star Wars. No, this is the first time they've ever done this.
2: Somebody somewhere did something similar to
1: this.
0: Where you were on... No, they did one with George. I don't
1: think this would be logistically possible before, you know, Three current times. times. Yeah. yeah I
0: they mean, this, they is, do with this their has been phone, the last bro. couple
2: of years. I mean...
0: No, this is a brand new thing. Okay, they have partnered with a 3D printing company. And they have a special app that you can download to take a 3D picture of your face... And they'll put it on an action figure. So, yeah, you can play with yourself. Marvel, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, and maybe more. No Transformers, which kind of sucks. Man, this is it, the dumbest I thing it. They're not going to be able to, to put, Lover's like, a head
1: on Optimus Prime or Lover's Megatron Commander's or something.
0: Body or something. <laughs> with <laughs> the fro. With a big afro. It's Optimus Prime with my face and just a giant afro, dude. That's what I need. <laughs> Gomer Prime, <laughs> <laughs> dude. This is the. I'm sorry. This is the. It doesn't even look like her. I mean, it sure as hell doesn't look. I mean, like mean, it vaguely
1: looks like her.
0: I mean, it, it vaguely looks like her. This sure, is Steel I mean, Brigade, and
1: that's, that's going to be the best is. they're going to be able to manage here is have it vaguely look like you. This is
0: dumb. This, this okay, is Steel Brigade. With that said, I wa- it was brought to my attention. That there could be some good things that come out of this. For example, if you wanted to, you could make send them anybody's pictures. So you could have like an action figure of Keanu Reeves as as like, you know what I mean? Or you can finally get your John Wick action figure. Yeah, I could get my fucking John Wick action figure. I'll just put him on a snake eyes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> you can have Co- You can have Donald Trump's head on Cobra, Commander's oh, Cobra body. Commander. on Cobra Commander too that's a great <laughs>
0: idea
1: you'd have to also get like a fat Cobra Commander body for that
0: yeah I don't know I, I, I think the point would still be made but you're not wrong you're not wrong but yeah this is a very dumb idea unless you get very creative with it even though it's already a creative idea anyway honestly I, I don't want an action figure of me it's creepy it's creepy it's weird maybe like,
1: there's some little kid out there who would get a real threat of this and you know good for them but it's honestly. only going to
0: look like them for like <laughs> a few more years
1: well that's a fair point yeah
0: 60 bucks uh and it's, it's a big note here and i didn't mark this in the notes that i have they are not going to sell your user face data so if your data is protected they'll delete it after 60 days
2: that's awful nice of them.
1: Okay, I well, I guess, I guess they're kind of on the honor system for that one. But um,
0: Yeah. Oh, man, how'd you get arrested? Tried to get an action figure of my face made, pinged FBI records. Be Just my luck.
2: I just happen to look like a terrorist.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm literally a terrorist, Cobra. Literally, I'm a terrorist. All right, let's do the, the top three. Kind of an odd week for comics. Mm. I don't have any honorable mentions for last week. You guys want to talk about last week of the week? Uh,
1: I'll just mention my favorite book from last week. It was that issue of Avengers Forever. I really enjoyed cool. the uh, Steve Rogers boot camp from the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was fun. It was fun. Uh, anything else? Batman was good. Batman uh, 1, 2, Batman was
1: good. Batman. It was a good start. There's good. like. I like yeah. that one.
2: That would probably have been my number one pick for last week.
0: Oh, cool, cool. Great art and then fail-safe at the end. Wow. That sounds that's so rad, so rad. Penguin's still alive, mark my
1: words. He ain't dead. Oh, for sure. I mean, even if I'm Chip Stadarsky wants him to be dead, he will inevitably not be dead.
0: So, no, I mean, I think that's Chip's plan. I think Penguin's getting over.
1: One way or the other, he's alive. But, yeah, I think you're probably right that we'll yeah. see within this run.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cool, I guess I'll start. Man, I have so many honorable mentions. Uh... Shit. All right, let me just say Daredevil was dope, right? The first issue. It was way foundational. You know, it had to tell you a lot of shit. That's Um, on my list. But, uh, oh, it is. Okay, good. Uh, Love that De La Torre art. Uh, Eight Billion Genies was good. That was issue number three. Uh, Fun premise. It's gotten picked up by Amazon. You know, so it's going to get adapted. Um, But, man, there's a lot of books on my honorable mentions this week. But number three. What? Well, do we want to talk about this Eve of Judgment? Because, holy shit, Sinister locked up, dude. Ah, well, that's
1: cool. Well, you oh. can talk about it if you want to, but I just won't have anything to say.
0: Yeah, I want you to read it, man. We'll talk about that next week when we do Judgment Day. But my number three book this week is New Think, number one.
2: Oh, hey, uh, that's my number three. Oh, cool. Uh,
0: New Think is Greg Hurwitz, Ramon Roza- Ramon Rosanos, uh, Lee Luffridge, the series is basically like Black Mirror. you know. It takes a modern, relevant topic. Uh, it pours it into a fictional narrative. Uh, and this book is doing that really, really well. Uh, it's an anthology. This issue takes the idea of society being able to overcome the limitations set on it by those in power, by society using its own power. And it does this by like, creating this medieval fantasy world where stories are, have real power. And it was just really well done. It was really smart. And we'd need a lot more books like this. This is a really lot of fucking fun, man. I had a great time. Dave, this is your number three as well?
2: Yeah, it's, there, there's a lot of, like, analogs in here. How, you know how, you know, like, it, you can take, like, social media and people and influencers and stuff. Yeah. And they can they can influence things. But when the, the spotlight's turned on them and they are scrutinized closer, sometimes they don't hold up to the scrutiny. You know, well, sometimes
0: society turns their back on them. That too. Uh, and I think that was what this was kind of leaning into. That's that's know? where that's
2: where the story the the yeah. the antagonist of this particular book the the evil king that's what he had hoped would happen is when he And when it he almost turned, did. It, it kind of did. Did.
0: did for a minute and then
2: But it's it's
0: it's It's, th- it's deeper th- than that.
2: It is. They in the book they said that you know uh you you can never kill a story. It's like you can never kill an idea. Yeah. There will always be somebody else who picks up the idea and runs with it. And that yeah. is what happens in this book. You know, the king wants to get rid of the stories that he doesn't like, but the stories continue to be told. And not necessarily by the the, the, the protagonist of the book, which was the the quote unquote storyteller.
0: Yeah, in one of them there's a kid who gets up like on a soapbox and is you yeah. know starts telling the same stories that she's telling. That our you know our protagonist is telling is very well done. Uh it's an AWA studios book. Man, they do a lot of great shit. And this yeah, is Yeah, AWA rarely does a shit. bad awesome. book. Oh yeah, very rarely. Uh even the Joneses, which I'm not really enjoying, it's still not bad.
2: No, the Joneses is not bad. I think the yeah. worst AWA book that we've had so far has been American Ronin. And that was still fun. And it was still good, but no, it was okay. just it it was of the AWA titles, that was probably the weakest. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Uh, all right so that was my number 3. I think that's Dave. Dave, do you have any honorable mentions this week?
2: Uh no, I don't have any honorable mentions. Actually, I it a weird week. I comments. I didn't get a whole lot of Marvel and DC stuff. So It um, wasn't
0: a lot of DC. I mean, there no, was at there least was, one that I'm uh, sure is going to be on Taylor's list cuz it was a pretty fine issue, but
2: but a lot of my a lot of my uh pulls this week have been Indy. indie. Indie and
1: not all of them were great reads. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, was some weak stuff this week. So, uh, all right, Taylor, on to you. Honorable mentions and
1: honorable uh, mention for uh, Superman Son of Kal-el. That's you know, good old reliable. Um, honorable yeah, mention.
0: I, I think we we could talk about that book for a minute because it did have the introduction of Dreamer in this. Uh- yeah, um, a new
1: character. So um, this well, is probably a decent the- spec book. New-
0: well, this oh, version
1: is- of the uh, Dreamer, I think, is new, right?
0: Uh- I don't know. Though, Dreamer is new in the sense that Dreamer was actually created on the CW. Oh,
1: wow, I did not realize that.
0: And was portrayed by an actress, Nicole Maines, who also helped co-write this book.
1: Oh, that is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Nicole Maines was the anonymous plaintiff in the Maine Supreme Judicial Court case, Doe versus Regional School District Unit twenty six in which she argued her school district could not deny her access to the female bathroom for being transgender, and she won it the first such ruling in a state court and then she went on to be an actress on the c w and now she's writing this book and I think that's a really cool cool thing I think I that's did really not know cool. any of that, but yeah that is
1: that 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 is a pretty cool backstory for the book here. Yeah,
0: yeah and it was a pretty know. damn cool issue, man. It was a Just pretty damn cool issue. Yeah, I mean, they, they
1: uh, loved it. this one of those things where, like, I really doubt that, like, some of these hyper-powerful people are going to be beat by, like, budget Lex Luthor here, but. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. He's he Lex Luthor International, you know. Yeah, what well, a fuck is. He's terrible. that being
1: thing. said, like, it does a good job kind of, like, raising the stakes, like, showing, like, the potential of things go wrong. So, yeah, it's it's fun.
0: Yeah, Andy has Superman on his number two this week, and it was a really fun issue. But it's always so good, Yeah. You know, it's always such a good book. But yeah, um, excellent,
2: uh, excellent choice. For honorable so an honor.
1: honorable mention for Punisher number four. This continues yep. to be a fun read. Um,
2: yeah, that was that was a good. That's like the only Marvel book I did pick up this
1: week. Dude. Well, I'll let you talk about that later then. But yeah, yeah uh, surprisingly little Punisher in this Punisher issue because it was mostly centered around uh, the High Priestess and Ares, just like arguing over which version of the Punisher is better, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, it's so weird. Kind of meta in that way, but... I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk, I'll talk about that in a bit.
1: Alright, my actual number three this week is going to be Daredevil number one. Like you said, there is a lot of, like, uh, setting of the ground that they're having to do here that are, like, getting us up to a lot of things, but um, this picks up right where uh, Devil's Reign left off, and so if you read that, you should be fine. And, yeah, Chip Zdarsky gets a really great version of this character across, you know. Um, I really like the dynamic with uh, Elektra and how, like, Stick even says at the end, right, like, oh, you actually are a better fighter because of this. But um, I also really liked his dynamic with Spider-Man. That was you know, kind of a that precious moment. I had.
0: It was fun. It was a cool moment. But, again, like, like I said, way too foundational. I already knew all this stuff. Uh, but leading into the inevitable... The hand versus yeah, the fist. Uh,
1: they are teasing what we know is coming. A big title fight between uh, Punisher and Daredevil.
0: Yeah, it's gonna, uh, Daredevils.
1: Daredevils.
0: Yeah, the hand versus the fist. Isn't that what it's going yeah. I mean, it to be? Yeah. I mean, it has to be, right? They got oh, it set up pretty so cool. cool. And I don't know what's going to happen. We're after Punisher, which, all right, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So, yeah, Daredevil's a great book this week. Yeah. Uh, that's on to me. Number two is Punisher. Jason Aaron, Jesus Saiz, Paul uh, Seda. man, I'm still all in on this. Stop reading Slayer my mind. Do what?
2: This is my number two.
0: Oh man, no way. We're matchers so far this week. Man, you guys are really in a groove together <laughs> here. We're in really <laughs> twinsies. Uh, so Frank's High Slayer of the Hand or this Ninja Death Cult brought back his old lady, right? He is. That's yeah. the only reason he's in it. Okay, there is like this sort of side thing where he doesn't really have to do any of the heavy lifting to find people who the Punisher would typically murder. The hand does all the work for him. So they're just like pointing a direction and then he goes and murders them, folks. So everything is working out. And then, like you said, there's a lot of like back and forth in this flashing back to Frank's earlier life that is done ad nauseum in these Punisher books, dude. Okay, I get it. It works. But uh the best stuff is this high priestess talking oh, to, yeah. to Harry's dude. The it's dialogue so between those two that was a
1: really engaging conversation that they yeah, were Yeah, dude.
0: It's so good. They both make really good arguments and good points. The thing about it is and the thing about Jason Aaron is Frank does his own thing. And he's going to end up screwing over both of these folks and he does. Yep. Uh that the he high does. priestess Yeah, the high priestess wants to you know train some ninjas that live up to the hype of Punisher. How do you do that? She murdered their entire family in front of them, just like what happened to Frank. And Frank does not take to that too well. Oh, no. Uh, And now it appears that he is on the lamb, which changes the game. I mean, what happened. It does put a
1: wrinkle in what we were expecting here with that whole yeah. Daredevil versus Punisher thing. Because they, they were very well set up, you know, to be on a collision course here. But
0: yeah, and now least, Frank is on the outs
1: with the hand, it seems. At
0: least that's what it seems like, yeah. so At first glance,
1: that's our assumption. Yeah,
0: and, and Jason Aaron is a master. He could, you know, definitely pull this around to where... You know, he has control of the hand without a high priestess.
1: But... Yeah, this is a great example this whole series has been. This is a writer paired with a character that he just gets, you know. Yeah.
0: And what about freaking Lady Bullseye and Dude Deathstrike? I hate both of those characters. They worked so well in this. They were perfect in this issue. It was oh, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty yeah. cool uh, set piece for him there.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, Punisher, great book. Uh, Dave, anything else on on Pun Number Three? I is it number I three wasn't expecting four? to like Number it,
2: Four. I dis, did this week? Yeah, it was just a light week, right? Yeah, I mean, and normally I don't. Punisher's not normally my bag, but it was just it was just a really good read this week. Oh, like
1: Punisher is one of those characters where the you have to have a good writer on them. Otherwise, it's just like it's bad. It's just it's just like you know, look at all this badass shit that Fink's doing. It gets tiresome. It's yeah. like
0: Ghost Rider. Yo, yeah exactly uh so yeah excellent choice Dave, because it was mine as well dave just got tired of me oh fuck you dave that's a terrible
2: <laughs> no uh, i'm just actually really surprised that he's taylor, not getting your no, you <laughs> notes uh, taylor uh taylor number two
1: my number two is the very dependable new mutants number 27
0: man a good issue but I, I want this arc to be over it almost is but i'm
1: enjoying the hell out of this arc and yeah i definitely want them to uh move on before the shtick gets old but i love the framing device with like the children's storybook i love the, like time hopping shit it's a really good character exploration for Ilyana, like all the things that make her tick and like her backstory and everything like that yeah i also love the way that they like kind of give some variety to the storytelling. Like, you know, they're shaking things up as you read through it. Like here we're getting like traditional, you know, comic layout here. We're getting the storybook presentation here. We're getting like a conversation, like doing like a Hickman page, you know, with a bunch of dialogue.
0: Right. Yeah, it was, uh, there were also some really great panels. Like when the team was in different cells and each cell was a panel. Yeah. Uh, That was really well done. A lot of creative stuff here. Uh, I'm I'm done with this Limbo arc, man. I'm just done with
1: it. I feel like we're getting close to the end, but I I continue to enjoy it. So much. Well, he is a shithead.
0: And I don't like retreading this stuff. I mean...
1: I've never read any of this Velasco stuff uh, before, so maybe that explains why I'm not tired of it yet. It's
0: possible, but... I mean, that's why magic is cool now because all of this shit that happened to her before, they've already dug into all of this how she was kidnapped by this demon, taken to limbo because he saw all this potential in her, and then she actually. If they it.
1: did that in like the 90s and the it 80s. Was. It then, was okay, we are good to retread that ground. I was not, not alive right. when they were talking about this. No,
0: that's not entirely invalid. Okay. But that's why I left it off. But, man, it's hard to deny that art combination on there. The back and forth was was really well done. So, uh, yeah, good choice. That was number two. Uh, I guess I can guess your number one if it wasn't Hellfire Gala. Immortal X-Men number four. Kieran Gillen and Michelle Bandini is my number one book of the week. Mark Brooks cover. Oh, my Lord. Hello. just beautiful. Um, amazing issue. Actually, a, a bit of action in this one, which was weird. Um, But all the fun is still with the politics of Krakoa happening in basically real time across all of these Um, X-books. Sinister is the best shit at Marvel right now. I mean, if you're talking in this moment, the shit happening with Mr. Sinister in the X-books and now in the Eternals book is the best shit happening in in Marvel Comics. It's so damn fun. Uh, The fallout from the Resurrection Protocols um, making news is, is brilliant. I love where there's these capitalists, you know, trying to get in on the, uh, in on the, you know, immortal shit because they don't understand it, and they real and the X Men really haven't explained it completely, Um, but they can't in order to keep that secret safe. I mean, there's all this great layered drama on top of these tiny little elements that they've let out, and um, it was awesome. But the best part of this, you know, the sinister shit, the whole Hellfire Gala lead up was just this fantastic look at the overall complexity of Emma Frost as just a character.
1: Something that I really enjoyed there from that page you showed, yeah. this is the only time I can remember in recent memory to see Mr. Sinister genuinely shaken up by something.
0: Oh yeah, he was like, uh-oh, because he didn't see this coming.
1: Like he He is,
0: he got the Moira power.
1: Yeah, and he's also like this really hits home at him because, like you know, he has so many clones. Like you know, he's the master of genes and everything. And I think the idea that maybe he is someone else's pawn instead of the guy moving the pieces that gets to him like nothing else could. And it was
0: sweet. It was like because you felt it along with him because okay. Mr. Sinister is the douchebag. There is nothing but douchebags on the fucking Quiet Council. Okay, they're all d-bags.
1: Well, I mean, we got Nightcrawler, Storm, and oh, yeah, Ki- Nightcrawler. Kitty Pryde. Well,
0: Nightcrawler's naive. Storm's not on that Quiet Council anymore, is she?
1: Yes, she is. She's she she still there. Uh,
0: uh, Man, yeah. Storm
1: is doing fucking everything. She is still on the Quiet Council.
0: <laughs> she is working hard, but I mean, Where yeah, does not she wrong. find the
1: time for real?
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. But there are a, in a, a measure, a, you know, a very.
1: But yeah, the shitheads and like her. the opportunists definitely outweigh like the genuine good guys there
0: but they need sinister they need him for resurrection to work he's got all this dna you know
1: yeah and that is a really cool aspect all this like the bargains they have to make like the concessions they have to give to people that they need for this big machine of theirs to work yeah uh
0: so yeah fantastic issue uh if, I wanted the Hellfire Gala book to be better, but this was by far the best X-book this week, in my opinion.
1: Man, we are on opposite trajectories here. My number one was Hellfire Gala number Oh, wow. One.
0: Wow. Uh, it was... Well, let's go. Go ahead and talk about it, and then we'll get to Dave's number well,
1: one. Well, no, it's a good day. You can go ahead and go.
0: Well, we're on an X-Men roll. These books are basically, you
1: know... All right, fine. That's actually the reason why I left Immortal X-Men off of my list, because I feel like this ate Immortal X-Men's lunch this week. Oh, it did. wow. It did Immortal X-Men's whole shtick, but did it better. We get to see everything that we love about the X-Men run all in one package here. We get to see, like, alliances being made. We get to see teams being formed we get to see like the politics not just among the mutants which yeah we do get to see john ham um (laughs) but um we also get to see like the politics outside of Krakoa. You know, this was our this is one of our rare opportunities to see like Doom and also Doom questioning whether David Bowie was a mutant is kind of fun. Love but um, I love that so much. Yeah, we get to see like Captain America and the other Avengers like brushing up against them, and even there, right? Captain America is like, you know, God bless him. He's just you know wants the best for everyone, and that's great about him. That's what makes him Captain America. But then you see Tony is there, you know, to he's playing the angles. You know, once he, he found is found
0: out that. Once he learned from Reed that Xavier and Magneto fucked him up with that. Yeah, that's
1: another thing I really like about this issue that does put it ahead of Immortal X Men for me. We get to see old ghosts coming back to haunt them. You know. Now
0: are they going to lean into that when it comes to the uh,
2: Judgment Day event? I mean, it it's probably going to. It
1: probably come up. I mean, the Fantastic Four have their tie-ins. It looks like so.
2: Yeah, there it's were a Fantastic Four tie-ins. listed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also, I really like the new team. Um, I'm oh, looking forward to yeah. seeing this lineup.
2: That was going to be
0: my next thing. Yeah, I'm really excited about this team. I think Magic being on this team just makes New Mutants that much better because I think she's going to leave that book. And this is why. She's going to be in the X-Men book. And she should have a send-off like this, you know, Limbo arc is given her.
1: I also really love the uh, angles for all these people being on the team. Like Firestar is like – she is – look like it's going to be like a uh... – a go-between for the Avengers, but, like, Captain America, like, basically, um, advocated for her to be on the team, and and then I like Bobby just being there because he wants to hang out with his friend, and then Forge being on there because he's, like, the council's guy that's gonna be on the team, and then, like, he also played politics to get Havoc on the team, and then I just love Magic being, like, anyone who wants to be on the team over me, I will literally fight you for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost like she's ready. Like the new X-Men book is leaning into this saying, no, look where, look at the journey she's taken, you know, she's ready for it. But again, I thought Immortal was better. Uh, the Hellfire Gala, it's, it's, there was no way it was ever going to live up to last year's Hellfire Gala when they terraformed a planet and they even mentioned it in this issue.
1: That is Um, true. It wasn't ever going to be like as much of a showstopper as that, but that being said, this to me was a bit, for one thing, the art was better. I thought,
0: but then for another thing,
1: It was able to bring in elements that we weren't able to see in Immortal X Men. So, it, to me, this was Immortal X Men, but more, and so you're that's why wrong. it totally beats out Immortal X Men for me this week.
0: No, you're not wrong.
1: That makes you're sense. I still like Immortal X Men.
0: Exactly. I mean, it was really hard. Uh, this was long really
1: long. close to being a clean sweep for the X Men on my top oh, three this week.
0: Oh, I wasn't going to do it. I could have. I could have argued New Mutants, you know, as my third book, and and this is no, as, or yeah, your number one is my number two, but. There's no way I was putting three X books on there. Um, Marauders was shit. I'm sorry. I might drop that book. I did not like it at all. It was so all over the place, and now they're going to travel through time? It's just all over the place. Anyway, Dave, we wrap with your number one this week, pal. All right.
2: Impact winner.
0: Oh, see, I read this. I didn't have any of the backstory from the Audible series. So I felt like I was missing out the whole time.
2: Well, this is like one of my favorite genres is like post-apocalyptic events where like, you know, there's some supernatural element. Like I always like Rain of Fire where it's post-apocalyptic with dragons. And this is post-apocalyptic with vampires. I mean, now we got two books from Image that are post-apocalyptic with vampires. But this one had that. (laughs) (laughs) This one was pretty cool. It's kind of giving you some background on it. You know, there i from everything I can gather, they're in England and they're yeah, living in a they're I living in a castle. A they're living in a castle, and you know, this this old grizzled MI6 guy is the one that's trying to train these kids up to be uh able to kill vampires, essentially. And yeah. there's like, you know, the there's apparently like different varieties of vampires. Uh some look very feral. Uh now- did you read
0: the Audible series at No, I
2: had on? no idea that this was or, based on an Audible series. Or I guess
0: listen to it, not read it, but it's No, I, I had book.
2: no idea that this was based on something else. I I, yeah. I like this was like I was reading this and I was just like really enthralled with it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is actually Cool. Really well, it good. is.
0: Right up your alley. It's got a young, you know, protagonist who's, you know, hot, you know, big on herself, a lot of confidence, fighting vampires. Well, she's not confident.
2: She's not big on herself. She's doing it because she has a younger sister. And there's a lot of times where she's questioning herself because she doesn't feel she's ready. And if something happens to her out in the field, then her sister's going to, yeah. Then her sister has no one. I think if I
0: had listened to the Audible book, whatever series this is, you know, uh, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But because of that, I just couldn't get into it. But I'm glad you liked it. I read it. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. It was a fine story. You know, it's a one shot, right?
2: Uh, no, know I, uh, yeah, I, no. and that's
0: another bummer for me. You know, I would have wanted more to because sure. It
2: is kind of thick. I was like, wow, this is a good yeah. first issue. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I'm looking forward to issue yeah. two. And now but I'm I've like, only
0: heard, I've only heard good things about it. And you know, after I read that, I looked into the audible thing and I've heard nothing but good things about it too.
2: Well, I guess I'll have to, yeah, I, I guess check I'll it have too, to bro. check it out. Yeah. But I, I really, I really like that because there's a there's another series I like that had, you know. Where there was a chapter where it was talking about post apocalyptic Earth, where there were vampires in it too. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I just really, I really like that. Trope. I like vampires mad in Mad Max. Okay. Yeah. I, well, okay. I like, I like the post apocalyptic trope, but I, yeah. I like the post apocalyptic trope with an, un, with a little supernatural spice, with a supernatural element in it. So, yeah. you know, this is, you know, like right I said, we've got alley. like little monsters from uh La Mer, and we yeah. got this one. Uh, you know, I liked it. I really did. Awesome. You know that Nocturnal is kind of like that too.
0: Isn't no- it Nocturnal? Noctera? Noctera.
2: It's yeah, i am gone reading too. It's
0: post-apocalyptic with kind of monsters, vampires, supernatural element.
2: Well, they, they, with Noctera, they 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 kind of gotten to the point where it was uh science is what blocked Oh out yeah, the sun. that's
0: right. That's right.
2: I and there's that. like I I guess like the there's a corruption or something that turns. Well, zombies people into- are
0: kind of supernatural, but still sciencey.
2: Yeah, I mean, kinda, kinda. but you know we 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 we've kind of got an explanation. Plus, right now, Blacktop Bill and yeah. our is helping the good guys.
0: <laughs> We're not even talking about the book that.
2: Well, that was a good choice for number one. Very
0: good. So, uh, it was a rather weak week. You know, the stuff that we really like was here, but there was some other stuff that like anybody read the dark crisis world without Superman. Oh, it no. was terrible. Sorry. Oh, it was bad.
1: I didn't...
2: Well, then I'm
0: not sorry. It was just bad, dude. I
1: have not been, uh, going out of my way to read the dark crisis times.
0: I'm going to read the main book, but yeah, the time- Oh yeah, for
1: sure. Sure. I've actually, flash. I'm enjoying the main book for sure.
0: And you're probably going to read flash. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow night on that show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, check out links at dot com, links to everything we've got going on there, all of our different social media platforms, and Audible stuff, and uh, the links to the Congo Bullies are up there. A show we really like. Leroy and Eli talking pop culture. They're going to do that show later on tonight. Uh, Andy's saying good night. Good night, Andy. Hey, what was your number one this week, Andy? You mentioned Superman was your number two and New Mutants was number three. What was your number one book this week? uh yes come back Mm -hmm. tomorrow night we're going to do our preview show where we talk about all of the new books coming out next week i think we're going to move away from that one site and just stick with the previews world website moving forward lunar's just added so many more publishers than than dc that it's hard to fish through and just see the dc books so we're just going to do it on previews world cool i've spoken anyway uh, tune in for that tomorrow night. Andy's one. Uh, whoops, it was Genie. Yep, 8 Billion Genies, number three. Fantastic premise to that book picked up by Amazon. Uh, just so much damn fun. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks again for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, but most of all, thanks to these jokers for talking to this joker.
1: Always fun. Glad to do it.
0: We are, are going to do it again next time.
1: Same geek time, same geek channel.
2: Man, there's some good books coming up next week, too. I'm Billy. Really... Okay. Oh.